0: All right, guys, back with the final tier of our rookie wide receiver rankings. Um, This tier is not as exciting, not the highest names, but there's a couple names you might like here. Um, That said, I'm your host, Calvin Timms. Dale was with me. Find us over on Twitter. Like, comment, subscribe to the video, all that stuff. If you're watching the overall video, I apologize. It's very repetitive, very, very repetitive. But got to do it for the algorithms, right? Or something like that what they always say in all the other videos i watch trying to be like them trying to be cool um dale you ready to get into the final one
1: absolutely can't wait (laughs) for these guys yeah
0: all right uh dale said he is what has watched any of them he said they're all trash that's what no (laughs) just
1: kidding all all of them no
0: (laughs) so no we're gonna start off here with zay flowers um this is a guy that i've heard get a lot of hype from a lot of people out there and we talked about trap players earlier. This is this year Sky Moore for me, um, where he's a small school type of guy. Um, he's gonna he's being talked about and, and and kind of touted with no real substance behind him. Um, like you you look at him and he's okay, and that's pretty much all it is. And I don't really want to bet on okay earlier than than top 10. Like he's my number 10 guy here. Um, all the guys we talked about earlier, I could see a real role in the NFL for all of them. Um, tier one, obviously, all those guys could be alphas in the NFL. Tier two, those guys are slot guys that kind of have a little bit more upside with Jalen Hyatt and Josh Downs. Tier three are the guys that are that could they have the potential, the talent to to kind of jump up there, but few more question marks and, and Zay Flowers for me I'm just a little nervous about him. Um he's okay and just not great. And again, mm-hmm. I just don't really want to bet on that. So 5'10" 172. So he's a tiny guy first off. Played for Boston College, which is in the ACC, which is again not a great conference in general. He's a senior, which is another red flag. So he's probably going to be in the senior bowl. So something to watch for there. Not every senior is going to be bad, but you know when you yeah. your best statistical season is as a senior, that's a huge red flag for me personally because that means that you have so much more experience than some of these other guys that you should be able to really bully them and outperform them. And you know when as a rookie you're not great. As a sophomore, you do show a little bit of something, but it's not the best in the world. As a junior, again, it's it's okay. It's not great. It's not it's nothing special. But then, as a senior, you kind of take a step forward. To me, that's a little bit of a red flag. But um, we I wanted to talk on him. I do have him as my number ten guy because there is the possibility that he could be a top slot wide receiver in this class. But I think that he has almost no potential to play on the outside whatsoever. Um, His combine is going to be interesting because I don't on tape see him as that fast, but his stats, 200 catches through his all four of his um, college career, all four years of his college career for 3,056 yards, a 15.3 average, which is solid, but you know, it's ACC, so you got to kind of water that down by like 25% there. <laughs> and then 29 touchdowns. So, again, sounds not bad on paper, but 78 catches for 1,077 and 12 as his as senior, that's a red flag for me because, you know, the, the highest other year was nine touchdowns as a sophomore, but then eight in the other two years. It's just, I don't know, it's not consistent. And that's what makes me nervous. You know, you look at the size, you look at the conference, you look at the senior, the inconsistency year to year, and it just makes me nervous. So what are your thoughts on Zay Flowers? Um, He's
1: very mid um, is what I'll say, and that's how the kids will say it too. Um, <laughs>
0: he's,
1: he's, he's, I mean, he's, 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 he's obviously good enough to be an NFL receiver. Yes. I feel. He is he is so you know i I don't want to trash him on that you know like he has pretty good hands um i mean i mean he's a he's a good runner with a football like he like he's not afraid to get physical mm-hmm. it's just his size his size is not not good to be super physical because his body's probably gonna wear down eventually and it's gonna be hard for him to be outside you know i can see him being like a a punt returner or you know or um i can see him i can see him being being like your prototypical slot guy but you know other than that like he's kind of just eh, eh. you know yeah I mean, he's, he's 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 solid but he doesn't do he's not anything thing extraordinary
0: right and you know i showed a couple clips there the dude is fast which is mm-hmm. is good you know he's quick um he's very shifty and I think one of his biggest upsides is he does have pretty good vision. You know, he's able to kind of find um, find the lanes as they're kind of developing downfield, which is a very good talent. But again, I think that he, he has the potential, in my mind, to be one of the... He's an exclusive slot wide receiver to me. And he might be the best pure slot in this class, um, which would be fair to him. But I think that there's other guys that can go into the slot and be better. Um, Someone like Jalen Hyatt, someone like Josh Downs. I think both of those guys would be better slot players than than Zay Flowers. You know, you get Marvin Mims in the slot, and it's kind of close there. So that's the reason why I have him so much further down. Um, If you're a pure slot guy and you're not even the best in the class, I just don't think he's going to have a ton of draft capital behind him. I could be wrong here. So um, there's obviously you know these are my rankings my early rankings so take everything with a grain of salt but there's going to be people that are really talking him up and people like him for a reason you know I don't want to just say that he, he's terrible but because he is he is good he's just not like Dale said extraordinary in any real category um that I kind of saw there so that's the only thing with me I think that he he could be the number one slot wide receiver but Again, if you're if you're looking for a slot, I'd rather have Jalen Hyatt and put him in the slot because of the explosion. I think that Jalen Hyatt plays a little bit bigger um, and a little bit quicker, has a little bit better production against bigger schools and also isn't a senior, you know. So there's just less red flags around someone like Jalen Hyatt. So I'd rather have him for my slot if I'm drafting a slot wide receiver. Doesn't mean that Jalen Hyatt's gonna be better than Zay Flowers three years down the road. But for me, if I'm taking a gamble on that in, you know, and these could change again, early rankings, but assuming, let's just assume quickly that this is the exact order that the NFL drafts these guys, I'd rather just take the shot on Jalen Hyatt versus Zay Flowers. And that's just me. But, you know, we just wanna talk about them, give our thoughts on them early and we'll kind of see how it changes over, over the next couple of months, because I could be missing something. I've watched very brief highlights on all these guys. I've watched all the guys, um, read on their draft prospects and all their profiles and all that stuff and kind of formulated my own thoughts on them, but I could be missing something. So, um, let me know what your thoughts are. If you love Zay Flowers, make sure you comment on the video and just tell me why I'm wrong. I'm more than willing to listen to other arguments, but you know that's just my thoughts on Zay Flowers. So I uh, wanted to talk about him. Still have him top 10, but I've seen people with him as like their number four, number five guy, and I'm just like, oh, that's tough to, tough to get behind in this draft class. So um, any final thoughts on him before we move on? Nope. All right, so the next guy here is going to be Rakeem Jarrett. Um, Rakeem Jarrett plays for Maryland. Six foot, 190 is what he's listed at. Some places have him listed as 200. So that's going to be interesting to see what he comes in at to the combine. Um, Maryland, Big Ten. Big Ten, is Ohio State part of the Big Ten? Dale? I lost you. I'm sorry. Is Ohio State part of the Big Ten?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't remember all the conferences. Don't don't look at me like I'm crazy. I don't remember where these crappy teams are from. Uh, but Maryland, they're okay if I remember right. The Big Ten's a decent conference. Yeah. They're not the SEC. Yeah. Um, but Rakeem Jarrett is he's got good stats, just not great stats. That's the the kind of the whole tier here. These guys could definitely become something, but it's just not extraordinary, right? Um, so, you know, 119 catches through three years with Maryland and Maryland, to be fair, also doesn't have like a world beater offense. Um, their, their quarterback is, Hey, hey. it's to his brother. Calm down. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) is he also concussed at half the time too? Or,
1: uh, I mean, not as often.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay, but he's okay. That's the biggest thing with Raheem Jarrett. Yeah. He's the number two target behind Jashon Jones this year. They're kind of one A and one B. But it really seems like for the team for Maryland, they like to spread it around. You look at the from twenty twenty two specifically, right? Jashon Jones forty four catches. Raheem Jarrett forty catches. Corey Desha- DeGus um 39 catches, Roman Hemby 33 catches and CJ dupree 30 catches. They have five guys with more than 30 catches. We were just mm-hmm. talking about some other guys, you know, you got um you've got like Josh Downs who has 70 more catches than the next guy. The next guy barely yeah. broke 40 and they've got two guys over 40. Three guy or five guys over 30. It's just they really spread the ball around for Maryland. But that's why I like Rakeem Jarrett so much. To me, he stood out a little bit more than some of the other guys, even though he was in more of a timeshare than some of the other prospects in this year's draft class. So um again, not the most amazing stats, but you know, when you're spreading the ball around that much and really it's over two years. He didn't do much in 2020 when he's a rookie. He played four games, had 17 catches. You kind of scratch that season, whatever. Over the last two seasons, 102 catches for 1,200 yards, 1,300 yards. That's a lot better when you're looking at that. So um played with Tua's brother, Tulea Tagaviola. We'll say it like that. Um, Hopefully that's not butchering it too bad. But that's that's the big picture on Raheem Jarrett. Did you have any thoughts on him? Um,
1: with Jarrett, you know, um, um, with him being as, as a physical freak, as, as what he was touted as, you know, I mean, he, he, he still has all those measurables, you know, I mean, I don't think he's going to run like a lightning fast 40 time, but it, it's, I, I feel he's more quick than fast. I, 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 I yeah. guess is how, is how you'd phrase it. So, you know, you know, he's, he's, um, quick, he can jump you know, you know, ha- ha- having that vertical is really, is really good. So, you know, he has really good strong hands. It's, it's, it's just the big thing is his size.
0: Yeah. He's kind of like, um, you, you know, he, he's kind of like a gadget player. And we were talking about this a little yes. bit with him, but yes. you know, the very first clip that I showed, they gave him a handoff and he kind of was out of the backfield, broke a long run there. He's just right. more versatile like that, and he needs yes. to go somewhere where they're going to utilize that, right? I think yeah. that he has a lot of talent, to be honest with you. Um, he's just not the the alpha type of personality, yeah. right? And yeah. um, that's fine, but you can get these guys that can go somewhere. You know, Debo Samuel was not an alpha, and I don't think he's Debo Samuel, but, you know, something similar to how they utilize Debo. That's where I want to see him go and be utilized in the Mm -hmm. NFL. And I'm not saying that he has to get as much work as Debo or, you know, the same utilization completely, but I just want to see him go somewhere where they can maximize like him in Miami for a replacement for like, um, when, when Tyreek gets, Tyreek's gonna eventually, yeah, he's getting older, man. And, Like, if they can get someone to kind of develop behind him, I don't think that he's Tyreek Fast, but I think you could utilize him in a similar sort of style as Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. You let him sit behind him, develop a little bit more, and I think that'd be a good fit for someone like him. I think that uh, Mike McDaniel could utilize him a little bit more. Or, you know, uh, Josh McDaniels, getting him on the Raiders, letting him sit behind Devontae Adams, again, another older guy, if Devontae Adams eventually is going to start to fall off, presumably. Um, But this guy is the type of guy where I think that he could utilize that that more um, versatile skill set and learn from one of these bigger name guys. And I think that'd be perfect for him. So um, number 11 guy here, not much to say about him, but just a name to kind of keep track of as we go on. Anything else with him?
1: Um, it, it it it's it's with Jarrett, you know. I I can see him being kind of like a Curtis Samuel type. Yeah, and, and yeah, kind of, and, and, and 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 kind of how you were describing him, you know. I I, th- I think they're very same size. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, Samuel's five eleven, which which I think Jarrett's probably really gonna measure around there, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's same size, same pretty pretty similar skill sets. So you know, you know, as as long as he goes somewhere that will kind of kind of and help out his skill set. Like I think he'll be a solid, a solid fantasy and regular.
0: Yeah. He's someone that I think has flex potential long-term and that's everyone always wants the, the wide receiver one, but you do need flex guys, right? Like you need these, you need the depth guys that you can possibly plug in and, and not be completely screwed week to week. And that's someone that I think, um, Rakeem Jarrett has the potential there for. So, um, that's number eleven here. The last guy we're going to talk about in this tier, my number twelve guy, is going to be Rasheed Rice um, from SMU. So he's six foot two, two hundred and three pounds. Kind of differs. Some places have him listed at like one ninety. So that that'll be interesting to see where he comes in at the combine. Red flags though with him. Um, senior for SMU, plays in the American Conference. So you know, not the best competition there. Um, again, you see a massive boost of production in his senior year, which does, we talked about it a little bit earlier. It's not necessarily the worst thing, you know. We talked about with Jalen Hyatt. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad as long as it's a constant development forward. And that's what we've kind of seen from him as a uh, through all four years, he's literally gotten better every single year. Um, his yards did take a little bit of a dip in 2021, but you know, a ton more receptions that year. Um, more touchdowns that year, more touchdowns every single year, more receptions every single year. So he's gotten better and it's shown on the field. Um, but the biggest thing is he's a senior and it's the American Conference. So it, there's a lot to kind of prove for him, but doesn't mean that he's going to be bad. It's just, I can't bet on him at being an outlier. And we talked about this with the quarterback rankings, right? I'm not betting on Bryce Young to be amazing for fantasy football because he's five foot nine, probably nine, and a half, but <laughs> Bryce Young is going to be a statistical outlier in a negative direction. I'm not betting on that. This guy would have to be a statistical outlier in terms of red flags of senior production and small conference where it doesn't mean he's, he can't do it. He has the talent and you've seen it on, and I'll show you a couple of clips here, but It just means that I'm not investing on him, but he's someone that realistically is probably going to be like a fourth round pick and it's not a terrible flyer, um, in a rookie draft. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Rasheed Rice here?
1: Uh, he's interesting in that, in that, like he, like did have a lot of production at SMU this last year, but, um, I feel, I, f- I feel their offense is overinflated because of how pass heavy it is. And they played in the American conference, which the best team this year was, I think was, maybe was Tulane. He was, yeah,
0: I think it was. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's not super great competition that they're playing against. And, 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 and then they're throwing it, you know, seems like 40, 50 times a game. So, you know, I, I don't think he's, I mean, he's not going to go to an offense like that in the NFL. No, I feel he's, I feel he's solid, you know, but, you know, I, I, I feel he can make a lot of plays and, you know, and be competitive in, in trying to catch the ball. But, you know, I don't think he does anything that's super crazy or, or super, or super great. You know, I mean, I mean, I think the thing that he does have going for him is him being six two and, you know, he, he is fairly fast, but You know, um, you know, I I think I think there's going to be DBs that that are able to run with them. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's good, but he's not anything, anything great.
0: So the good news is I'm just looking through here um, through all four years. Okay, so through the last three years, excluding his freshman year, you know, um, he was the leader in receptions for the team all three years, which is pretty impressive, you know, when you got 43 catches and you're the leader for the team. But um, this this year specifically, like we talked about with, with um, Josh Downs, he had a massive gap between him and uh, the number two guy in terms of catches. He had 96 catches. The next guy had 37. So you know, he was the entire offense for them this year, which is good to see that he was able to do it. Um, but yeah, it, the problem is, again, like we talked about, it's just you can't trust the American Conference <laughs> at all. So we'll see what this guy can do when it comes to the Okay, so his quarterback was Tanner Mordecai. I knew I knew that name from yep. somewhere. He was from Oklahoma for three years. That's why. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, but, yeah, sorry, quick little aside there. But we'll see what he can do with the combine. If this guy can come out and show some explosiveness, you know, maybe he's got a pretty good vert or a pretty good 40. If he can blow us away in one of those two categories, there's a the potential that it could really boost his draft stock. And, He's someone again, I think that it's a flyer pick in like the fourth round of your rookie drafts. But if he gets fourth round draft capital or better, it's a it's a rookie draft pick that I would uh I would not be afraid to kind of take a shot on. That's the biggest thing with him. Again, he's not a a world beater, he's not a super special talent, but we've seen guys like Antonio Brown, who wasn't a special talent, come out of nowhere in the sixth round and and be an amazing NFL wide receiver. It does happen. And we just want to talk about him because I do like what I see from him, but I just don't love, you know, compared to some of the other guys, compared to the tier ones, the JSN or Quentin Johnston or uh, Kayshawn Boudier or whatever, right? We like what we see from those guys more, obviously, but... I see a diamond in the rough here with Rasheed Rice. And that's the last thing I wanted to talk about here in this, in this category. So um, any last thoughts on tier number four? All right. So that is the final tier for the rookie wide receivers. Thank you guys for joining us for all these receivers. Again, these are early rankings, so they're going to change. They're going to go up and down as we go through this whole process, but you're going to take this ride with us. We're going to update them after the combine, see the big change in the off-season narratives, and really see where the rise and fall of these guys starts to take place. So uh, make sure you're liking, commenting, and subscribing to the video wherever you're listening to it, and it just helps us out with the algorithm find us over on Twitter. We're here all off season as we start to roll into that. Um any questions you might have, we can probably find an answer for you. So, thank you guys again for listening. Join us next week. We're going to be talking over the tight ends. That's where it's going to get a little bit more interesting. There's not as many guys there, but we're going to be able to kind of roll through a few of them pretty quickly and then After that, we're going to be really getting into some off-season content with mock drafts and buys and sells and things like that. So that said, anything else from you, Dale, before we get out of here? All right. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a good night.